everyone. Welcome to Education Beyond the Classroom. I'm your host, Allison Schaefer, going for round two on Terrific Tuesday with Serial Killers. All right, this young man was called the Butcher of Plainfield, Wisconsin, the Body Snatcher. His macabre and horrific acts help inspired the movie Psycho, Silence of the Lambs, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He was born in La Crosse and grew up in Plainfield, Wisconsin. This boy was a, an abused child of an alcoholic father and a domineering mother who instilled in her son a pathological fear of both women and sex. This, my friends, begins the story of Ed Gein's world. Like I said, the butcher of Plainfield, the body snatcher. So while Ed was growing up, his mother, his mother preached both to Ed and his brother about the immorality of the world. The evils of drinking and women were promiscuous and the devil. It appears that mother ran the household with a strong sense of righteousness as well as hatred towards her husband, who, due to his alcoholism, couldn't hold down a job. And so that was in La Crosse, so they ended up moving to Plainfield, Wisconsin, to an isolated 155-acre farm. At that time, Ed Gein only left the farm to attend school and was encouraged not to have friends, and he was punished if he did have friends. And at school, he was considered a very shy young man with strange mannerisms. So in 1940, um, Ed's father actually died of heart failure. And at this time, so that would be, let's see, six. Ed was about 34 years old because Ed was born 1906 in La Crosse. So his father dies and he has heart failure, but we know the alcoholism contributed to that. And then four years later, loves, his brother dies. So there's speculation as to how the, the brother died because um, law enforcement thinks that Ed had something to do with it. So the scene was this. Brother and Ed were um, burning a fire, um, burning vegetation on the property. The fire got out of control and they could not find Ed's brother. And they ended up finding him later face down, no burns on him, but he had bruises and head injuries. So that's why they think that Ed actually had done it. So shortly after Ed's brother died in 1944, Ed's mother um, had a stroke. And so her health started declining. And then a little bit later, within the same year, Ed's mother has another stroke. She ends up dying by December of 1945. Ed Gein was absolutely devastated because he lost his one and only friend and one true love. So Gein, what he did after mom died is he boarded up any room that his mother had used in the home. So that means like the living room, the kitchen, the parlor. I don't know how he ate, but then um, her bedroom, the rest, 
The rest of the house, so those areas were pristine, but the rest of the house became increasingly squalid. So it was totally becoming dilapidated. So began this part of his world of body snatching. So first thing I'm going to tell you about this woman that I know he killed. Well, we all know that he killed. Her name is Bernice Warden. So Bernice actually was the owner of a hardware store in Plainfield, Wisconsin. Ed claims that he went there to get some items and he was kind of tinkering with a gun, a 22. It actually accidentally went off and killed Bernice. So instead of calling the police for Bernice, he ends up bringing her home and hangs her by her feet and decapitates her and dresses her out like a deer and just lets her hang there. So this is the start of how Ed gets caught because one of the community members put two and two together as well as the sheriff of the town um, who happened to be Bernice's brother. Um, they figured out that Ed was the last one to see Bernice, so they go out to check out what's going on, and there they find Bernice hanging from the rafters like a dead deer, which is absolutely horrifying. So, from 1947 to 1952, here's what Ed said he did. He made 40 nocturnal visits to different, three different graveyards. But he was in a daze during these visits, and his intention was to exhume the bodies in these graveyards. But then 30 of those visits, he came out of the daze while he was at the graveyard. Thank goodness. But on the other occasions, those 10 other occasions, he dug up the graves of recently buried middle-aged women that resembled his mother. It was known that he actually wanted, he like carved one woman out, like, you know, you like you dress out a deer and crawled in there pretending it was mom. Ugh. Okay. I'm not going to throw up right now. I'll hold it in. So after he exhumes these bodies of these women, he takes them home where he tans their skin and turns it into all this paraphernalia. So what does that mean? What are you talking about, Allison Schaefer, about what kind of paraphernalia? So I'm only going to make it through part of this list. So it's um, some of the items that were recovered. After they found Bernice, they recovered some of this stuff in that home <sighs> that was created from the exhumed bodies. You ready? If you don't like graphic stuff, step out, man, because this is disgusting. Disgusting. So there was whole human bones and fragments, a wastebasket made of human skin, human skin covering several chair seats, skulls on bedposts, female skulls, some with taps sawn off, bowls made from human skulls, a corset made from human skulls, or I'm sorry, from a female torso skinned from shoulders to waist, leggings made from human leg skin, masks made from the skin of female heads, and then Mary Hogan's face mask in a paper burlap sack. Sidetrack, Mary Hogan is the second person that he killed. So all these other people, they're not 100% sure. I didn't find it. They were just talking about he exhumed these bodies and 
made a shrine in his home and it's like um, he ended up taking Bernice's heart and put it in a plastic bag in front of the potbelly stove and um, he had a belt made from human nipples, um, a pair of lips on a window shade and a lampshade from the skin of a human face. I'm done with that grossness. I don't know what takes him to that. Well, here it is. Here it is, you guys. He actually was um, diagnosed with schizophrenia because sometimes he would black out. He didn't even know some of the things he he had done. So they found him. Like I said, um, Bernice was hanging, and then they found everything that he had done. So by November of 1957, he was arraigned. But he was arraigned on one count of first-degree murder. Later, they found out about Mary Hogan. And then he pleaded guilty by reason of insanity. And then he was diagnosed with schizophrenia and found mentally incompetent. Um, thus... He was unfit for trial, so his trial was held without a jury. He was found guilty, um, again, like I said, but a second trial took place. Listen to this. Second trial took place in regards to his sanity, and then he was not guilty by reason of insanity, but he was committed. He was ordered and committed to Central State Hospital for the Criminal Insane, and I believe that's in Dodgeville, Wisconsin, here in the United States. And then he spent the rest of his life in Mendota Mental Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin, USA. And he died at the age of, 19, of 77. This ends the story of Mr. Butcher of Plainfield, Wisconsin, in the body snatcher. So, man, that morbid curiosity just gets the best of me once in a while, and I'm like, what the frick? So now we know this is like a schizophrenic thing. And um, he had, you know, and it's just like, what goes on in those minds? I know from teaching about mental wellness or mental health that schizophrenia is like, it's not even a genetic thing. Sometimes they say it is genetic, sometimes not. This is really a like um, one of those harder mental illnesses to nail down where it originates from. So you guys, thank you. Thank you so much if you made it through this whole thing. Um, and if this is the first time that you jumped on, go ahead and hit follow so you can hear more episodes and get notifications for those. Please, please, please take care of yourselves and keep on learning because it truly is the essence of life. And we will catch you tomorrow for Wrap Up Wednesday and peace out. <laughs>